0: Greetings to all, this is Aapivadhan from Internationalism, and there is the sixth episode of Globality X and this time we are featuring the article from Medium, that is Constructivism in the Age of Populism, the Soul of International Relations Beyond the Trade of Existentialism. So, here we go. We generally approach towards populism in different narratives. Scholars have affirmed that a doctrinal weight of populism is not related to the aspect of ideology. Why does it seem important? As the RAND Corporation explores about Vladimir Putin Russia today and the communication aspect connected between them, they found out in their 2016 report that Putin embraces the communication tactic known as fire hosing. Fire hosing is as similar to J. Van Babel's research on perception building, is the tool to spread propaganda along and keep up repeating the cycle of misinformation and fake news. Trump follows that, but in an indirect way. The European politicians aren't behind the Americans in this. PM Modi is quite different but it is quite complicated in India because Modi reflects to be a liberal marketer of authoritarian bureaucracy. He does not seem to be a conservative or direct populist but maybe a pseudo-populist. Pseudo-populism is seen these days in the the US and India and in some strands in Pakistan. But we must also determine how populism becomes technical day by day and then we can relate to this demarcation. Populism is oldish in the age of information. Same politics, same tactics. There is no significant change in terms of the way populism drives, what speciality it has in common in terms of the brutal subchannel, channels and all that it is still about driving public opinion and creating resonating materialism for them. Means, have a look. The aristocratic international community before and after the First World War was much concerned with white supremacy, economic anxiety and ethnicity issues. Although advanced yet rubbish problems like Islamophobia weren't so distinct, but, on the, but the ontological development of the politics of populism isn't so different. This reminds and excites me to see the idea behind The Prince by Niccolò Machiavelli. Anyways, after the Second World War and the formation of the United Nations, Leagues, League of Arab States, uh, European Economic Community, and other international regional and local bodies around the world, the promissory development of political nationalism in the US propagated the 141 diplomacy during the Cold War and other NATO-led disputes. At this juncture, this cannot be denied that in spite of the development of American international law was backed and added up with the transplantation of the Americanization of the world, especially in Eastern Europe. It has serious consequences and influenced the political morality of economic capitalism in the states widely. The interesting part in the US-East relationship was when Vladimir Putin joined politics and in the coming years became the Prime Minister and then the President of the Russian Federation used every single mistake and step taken up by the U.S. and other progressive democracies in an interesting way. He himself takes in the aspect that the Soviets had already de-Islamized their Soviet bloc states and then encouraged more oppression of the minorities. And the West is trying to capitalize the world by injecting and forcing their ethnocentric attitudes around the world. Then came the failures by NATO and other Western states in Eastern Europe and MENA countries. Uh... Bashar al-Assad, the President of the Syrian Arab Republic, is under the benefits of what it means to be a transactional sovereign state, where Russia, Iran and Turkey sponsor the Assad forces and make it more of a conflict-stricken state, of no purpose. In the case of Iran, it is an impeccable paradox because of the fact that various attempts are being made to encourage redemptions across the world. This happens due to the existence of populism as a technical communication to change the thermodynamic lubrication of public consumption. Conscience. This worsens the power of legitimate activism and innovation in the method of crisis management because populism tech is technically a form of communication strategy which seems to be dynamic due to its ridden overflow all along but has no future. Also, the potential of populism is dependent on the fact as to how we react to the populist. Fake news and misinformation can only be encouraged when our minds are lazy and we aren't able to determine how we can shape our perception. The idea of isms. Uh, uh, connected with any sort of political, economic, individual and social redemption is what populism constitutes in working this is a communicable reality which is further driven by capitalism in general populism is a paradoxical restraint on people due to political left people think that if there is a left then the moderate slash liberal and uh, then a right this can be attributed in many countries around the world and in terms of thinking and approaches to life which is doable but the research does not complete the paradox Tony Blair once said if you put right wing populism against left populism, right wing populism will win. This happens. For example, the conflict in the Brexit politics is currently on the premise that Jeremy Corbyn himself is either confused or is a Brexiteer who wants a clean Brexit, anyways. But his inclination to drive the Labour Party begins from the old fact that he strives towards an electoral success and harasses the parliamentary system by mocking the redemption that the people of UK have faced already. On the other hand Boris Johnson is causing a retributory success among the Tories which is a fallacious attempt. The Conservatives seem to be united in a constrained way without a democratic clarity and certainly this is why the Liberals and Democrats won the by-elections well in some part of the UK. The paradox for both the right-wing populists and the leftists Political parties like these in the coming years have failed to innovate and harmonize public opinion. It is thus a responsibility of the political parties to act justified and encourage people to embattle and synchronize political redemptions into a replenished and not in a normalized way. It is easy to increase, increase aggression and defeatism among people, but as political leaders, the economic utility and political mandate of capitalist societies must be affixed with a sense of harmony. Now, why is it that populism is a paradox? The advent of the left explains it. Since the formation of the Soviet Union, there has been discriminatory actions against the Muslims in the occupied parts of Central Asia, where they have been utilized. Some have been misused and sent as fighters for the Syrian and Yemen conflict, as per reports, whether accountable or not, which itself denounces and oppresses the Muslims around the world. Yes, we cannot ignore how ethnocentrism affected the world and how white supremacy is being treated by the West poorly, especially by Europe. However, this angle of politics like Islamophobia emerged due to ethnocentrism and the political translucency of the progressive democracies around the world, including India, Australia, and the United States. Thus, the left proved to be good for neither the minorities nor the majority itself. Beyond Muslims, too, the frustrated penetration that the left shares with the right these days are emanating from the fact that capitalism had a decisive role somehow. A capitalist society added by liberal politics is safer yet has the potential to encourage the argumentative, argumentative ex- essence of Fukuyama that people have the clash of identities and intend to go beyond other the perspectives that are westernized or Americanized. Thus, it is no surprise to me that India under PM Modi, China under Xi Jinping are showing a competency asset to the world in a shady and indirect manner. That is why it seems to be a countering perspective of inverted legitimacy around the international community. However, there must be an objective matter to govern the rights of the people and derive better politics globally. What uh. Much can you expect from the political right, which has no ideology anyways? Currently we need to replenish identities and not normalizing them always. Constructivism can improve on its own. Thank you.
1: The peace of Westphalia. Long were the days, longer the nights, but did the world have enough strength left to fight? Thirty years were consumed by an ongoing war. Showing their might, the nations were about to fall. But is it always too bad to fall? The answer may not be in the affirmative, so keep reading on. So nations fell to rise again. Peace was necessary. It dawned on them. Munster and Osnabrück saw over 194 states filling their injuries with negotiations that were to surge. And it was through these broken edges that light emerged. A peace deal was about to dawn out of the 17th century war, and it was called the Peace of Westphalia after all. Year 1648 became the benchmark for sovereignty, giving me a starting point for this international poetry. Thank you.